Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of pathologic RBC forms from the hematology section on MedBullets.com. In this topic, we'll review the various different types of pathologic red blood cell forms and their respective associated pathology. The first type is acanthocyte or spur cells. These are associated with liver disease and A-beta lipoproteinemia. The second type is basophilic stippling. This is associated with lead poisoning. The next type of pathologic RBCs are bite cells. These are associated with glucose-6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency or G6PD deficiency. The next type of pathologic RBCs are elliptocytes. These are associated with hereditary elliptocytosis. The next type of pathologic RBCs are macroovalocytes. These are associated with megaloblastic anemia and marrow failure. The next type of pathologic RBCs are ringed sideroblasts. These are associated with sideroblastic anemia. The next type of pathologic RBCs are schistocyte helmet cells. These are associated with disseminated intravascular coagulation, thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, hemolytic uremic syndrome, and traumatic hemolysis. The next type of pathologic RBCs are schizonts. These are associated with malaria. The next type of pathologic RBCs are sickle cells. These are associated with sickle cell anemia. The next type of pathologic RBCs are spherocytes. These are associated with hereditary spherocytosis and autoimmune hemolysis. The next type of pathologic RBCs are teardrop cells. These are a result of mechanical damage when a RBC squeezes through fibrosis to exit the bone marrow. The next type of pathologic RBCs are target cells. Target cells are associated with asplenia, liver disease, thalassemia, and hemoglobin C disease. The penultimate type of pathologic RBCs on our list are Heinz bodies. Heinz bodies in the RBCs occur due to oxidation of hemoglobin sulfahydryl groups to disulfide bonds resulting in hemoglobin precipitation. Splenic macrophages remove the precipitated hemoglobin resulting in bite cells. These are also associated with G6PD deficiency. And the last type of pathologic RBCs are Howell-Jolly bodies. These are basophilic nuclear remnants found in the RBCs associated with functional hyposplenia or asplenia. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A three-month-old male is brought to his pediatrician by his mother for failure to thrive. His mother reports a history of pale, frothy, foul-smelling stools since he was born. His temperature is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 105 over 70 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 80 per minute and respirations are 18 per minute. He is in the 20th percentile for height and weight. On examination, the child's abdomen is protruding. A complete blood count is obtained and shows the following. Hemoglobin level is 11.0 grams per deciliter. The hematocrit is 30%. White blood cell count is 4,500 cells per cubic millimeter. And the platelet count is 300,000 per microliter. A liver function panel is within normal limits. A lipid panel reveals absent chylomicrons, LDL, VLDL, and decreased triglycerides. Peripheral blood smear shows red blood cells that have a spurred, star-like appearance. Which of the following diagnoses is most likely in this patient? 1. Sideroblastic anemia. 2. 
lecithin-cholesterol-acyltransferase deficiency, 3. glucose-6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency, 4. medium-chain acyl-CoA dehydrogenase deficiency, or 5. A-beta lipoproteinemia. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, A-beta lipoproteinemia. The most likely diagnosis in this patient is A-beta lipoproteinemia. This condition presents with malabsorption and is characterized by the presence of acanthocytes or, quote, spur cells on peripheral blood smear. Remember, the presence of acanthocytes or, quote, spur cells on peripheral blood smear in the presence of mild anemia is highly specific for A-beta lipoproteinemia. Of note, acanthocytes are also seen in liver disease, but the young age and normal liver function panel make A-beta lipoproteinemia more likely in this patient. A-beta lipoproteinemia is an autosomal recessive disorder characterized by defective production of ApoB48 and ApoB100. These lipoproteins normally function to promote packaging of dietary lipids into chylomicrons through ApoB48 and VLDL and LDL through ApoB100. Therefore, A-beta lipoproteinemia typically presents with fat malabsorption because fats can enter enterocytes but cannot exit into the systemic circulation due to a failure of packaging. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, sideroblastic anemia is characterized by the presence of ringed sideroblasts on peripheral blood smear. In sideroblastic anemia, iron granules aggregate around the mitochondria surrounding the nucleus in nucleated erythroblasts. Answer choice 2, lecithin cholesterol acyltransferase, or LCAT, converts free cholesterol into cholesterol esters, which are eventually incorporated into HDL. LCAT deficiency is therefore characterized by low HDL and elevated VLDL and triglycerides. It is not associated with the presence of acanthocytes. Answer choice 3, glucose 6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency is characterized by bite cells on peripheral blood smear. Bite cells occur due to macrophage-mediated phagocytosis of denatured hemoglobin within the red blood cell. And finally, answer choice 4, medium-chain acyl-CoA dehydrogenase, or MCAD, breaks down medium-chain fatty acids into acetyl-CoA. A deficiency in MCAD will lead to the accumulation of medium-chain acyl-CoA and an inability to rely on fatty acids during times of fasting. This disorder presents with lethargy, seizures, coma, and hypoketotic hypoglycemia. It is not associated with the presence of acanthocytes. In summary, A-beta lipoproteinemia is a genetic disorder characterized by fat malabsorption due to inadequate production of ApoB48 and ApoB100. Next question. A 24-year-old healthy male presents to the emergency room complaining of severe abdominal pain. He reports that he was playing rugby for his college team when he was tackled on his left side by a member of the opposing team. He is currently experiencing severe left upper abdominal pain and left shoulder pain. A review of his medical record reveals that he was seen by his primary care physician two weeks ago for mononucleosis. His temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 90 over 50 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 130 per minute and respirations are 26 per minute. He becomes increasingly lethargic over the course of the examination. He demonstrates exquisite tenderness to palpation over the left 8th, 9th, and 10th ribs, as well as rebound tenderness in the abdomen. He is eventually stabilized and undergoes definitive operative management. After this patient recovers, which of the following is most likely to be found on a peripheral blood smear in this patient? 
1. Basophilic nuclear remnants, 2. Erythrocyte fragments, 3. Erythrocytes lacking central pallor, 4. Inclusions of denatured hemoglobin, or 5. Basophilic stippling. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 1, basophilic nuclear remnants. The patient in this vignette presents with left-sided abdominal trauma and symptoms suggestive of splenic rupture. Howell jolly bodies are basophilic nuclear remnants that will be seen in asplenic patients. Remember, the spleen has multiple important functions including defense against blood-borne pathogens and filtering of blood contents. Asplenic patients lack the ability to remove nuclear remnants from erythrocytes via splenic macrophages. The remaining nuclear remnants are also known as Howell Jolly bodies and can be seen on peripheral blood smear as small basophilic fragments within red blood cells. Asplenic patients will also be at increased risk of infection by encapsulated organisms such as Streptopneumoniae, Haemophilus influenzae, and Neisseria meningitidis. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 2, red blood cell fragments are known as schistocytes or helmet cells. These can be seen in hemolytic disorders such as disseminated intravascular coagulation, thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, and hemolytic uremic syndrome. Answer choice 3, red blood cells lacking central pallor are known as spherocytes. Spherocytes lack the biconcave shape of normal red blood cells and instead adopt a spherical shape. Spherocytes are seen in hereditary spherocytosis. Answer choice 4, denatured hemoglobin can be seen in glucose 6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency. In this condition, denatured hemoglobin precipitates in red blood cells and can be seen as basophilic inclusions known as Heinz bodies. And finally, answer choice 5, basophilic stippling represents the aggregation of ribosomes in the cytoplasm. This is seen in lead poisoning, sideroblastic anemia, myelodysplastic syndromes, and arsenic poisoning. In summary, Howell Jolly bodies are basophilic nuclear remnants that can be seen in asplenic and hyposplenic patients who lack the ability to clear red blood cells of their nuclear contents. And that's all for this review about pathologic RBC forms. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.